this is as real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Gasberry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Give it to me, baby. Alright, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and this is a show where we feature celebrities, notables, authors, sports legends, and up-and-comers. Bottom line is we feature some inspirational people in their own right, and we share those stories with our listeners. Now, before we bring on our next guest, I want to remind our listeners to take the time to catch a great, a few great shows that are uh, growing in popularity. Uh, one's on Spike TV. It's called To Catch a Contractor with Adam Carolla and Skip and Allison Bedell. That's a great show, and they're going to be going into the next season uh, soon. They'll be uh, filming soon. Uh, the Million Dollar Contractor on DIY and the HGTV Network. That's with Stephen Fanuka. All right, great show. You got to, you know, definitely uh, check that out, and you can see the amazing work that he does. Uh, George the Rescue on NBC with George Oliphant, and that is uh, another great show. He, they're, they're helping people. Uh, they go and they, they do it every weekend and week out. You definitely have to check it out. And lastly, Megadens on the DIY, DIY Network. That's with Anitra Megadon. And that's a great show, too. You know, she transforms these, these, uh, these areas into, like, wow, into, like, amazing, uh, amazing situations uh, for the homeowner. Uh, she's done stuff inside, outside, this side, that side, and uh, just an amazing person. Uh, and look, they're all great people doing some awesome things out there. So check out all those shows, and uh, trust me, you won't be disappointed. Now, with that said, our next guest is doing some awesome things out there as well, and I'm honored to have him on the show. So without further ado, let's bring on Frankie, a.k.a. Future Legend, on the show. <laughs> Alright, we're here with uh, Frankie, a.k.a. Future Legend, and he's the founder of the clothing brand Underground Clown. Frankie, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. How are you? I'm good, Lou. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. Pretty good. Just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to have you on here. Uh, we have a lot of, in- yeah, we have a lot of interesting things to actually uh, speak about. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good stuff going on with my brand. Thank God. I'm just keeping it well, you know, let, let's start uh, with the, with, how did you start Underground Clown? Maybe that's where we should start so that we can tell the story. Because I want, I want our listeners to get the whole gist of what it is that you're doing. Because it's not a t-shirt line per se. There's a lot more to it. So I want them to get the whole uh, story behind this. So uh, let's start at the beginning. Uh, what brought you to start Underground Clown? Well, back, back in... Um, <clears throat> 2007, um, I started the Underground Clown uh, clothing label. Um, basically, to pay or, or pay homage and keep uh, my boy Troy Pelzer, who was murdered in 2001, um, keep his name alive and just do good, positive things through through charity. He was always like a flashy, flamboyant kid. I'm not saying he would have been in the world of fashion, but I mean that's what he was into. So, I mean, the best way coming from a uh, being in custom cars my whole life, you know, I came up with a logo, my underground clown logo, and 
it was really popular. I put on a t-shirt during 2007 at the Funk Master Flex Star Show, mm-hmm. and that one t-shirt, a lot of people went to buy it. I said, wow, I might have something good here where I can raise some money to charity work and keep my boy alive. So hence, that first the underground clown, and I just, you know, started a label off of that. It's more like Brooklyn Honda GT shirt. Okay. And um, that's how it all started, basically. All right, well, we're going to roll back a little bit because, you know, uh, that's that's the those are the broad strokes of how you develop Underground Clown. And, you know, just for uh, those that are listening, it's, you know, Underground Clown has the brand Future Legend, and uh, that's what we're going to be getting into. You know, but you mentioned your friend Corey Pelzer. You know, I, I if you don't mind, can you just go a little bit further into that? Because I think that our listeners would want to know, you know, you you make you you kind of launched Underground Clown because of him, but there were extenuating circumstances around what happened to him. Um, well, I mean, Co- Corey was around me from the time he was 13 until the time he was around 22, right before his passing. Basically, uh, me and his older brother grew up together, and <clears throat> Corey's a really good kid. I mean, he used to come by the shop and we used to like, <clears throat> excuse me, have him do odds and ends little errands and stuff like that to kind of keep them away from, you know, the bad, you know, growing up in the wrong way. He was a really a great kid. I mean, um, and uh, in, in 2000, I ended up selling my property and closing my, my first shop and taking a little time off. So Corey ended up having, uh, taking a job in King's Plaza. And he had a little incident with people trying to shoplift. He notified store security. They were arrested. There were some threats made him. Although we can't point fingers at those people, but uh, about a week shy of his 23rd birthday, he was on his way home on a B-82 bus in Canarsie, and somebody walked up on the bus, as it was approaching a stop, pulled out a 9mm, shot him in the face, conveniently walked off the bus to an awaiting SUV. And, you know, nobody on the bus seen anything. And to this day, his murder still is cold and unsolved, I mean. He's my motivation, why I started my brand, why I'll never stop doing what I do. And, I mean, honestly, you know, the, the loss of a friend like that we deal with every day for a 10-year period. Uh, I, I don't even, I can't even put into words, you know, how much I miss my boy, you know, every single day. I'm just reminded of him every day. Well, and, you know, and, and I, and, you know, my uh, condolences for that is it's never easy losing someone, but... To lose someone under those circumstances is is pretty hard, you know. And he was he he was he wasn't just your friend; he was your brother for all intents and purposes. Your little brother. Yeah, he's the little brother that that I never had. You know, right. He was with me every single day. But you made it a point to keep him keep his memory alive. You made it a point to uh, to keep to keep this thing going. That's why you started Underground Clown. And <clears throat> it's interesting. How you started with one purpose, but it actually blossomed into something bigger, and you probably didn't even expect that to happen. No, I mean um, through the UGC label. I mean every dollar that I that I had coming in, I would donate to various charities, and through that we created one shirt. I mean simple, distressed font, that future legend. That one shirt would always sell out. Every store that carried our brand or on the website, that one particular shirt would always sell out. So, I mean, I kind of feel like, you know, for all the good deeds I've done, 
keeping my boy alive, I feel like that was a gift from him giving me back something. And I, I firmly believe that you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, so I'm giving my boy all the credit in the world. I, I feel like he gave me future legends to me for, for always keeping him alive, you know? And and when and then I just want yeah I just want to just just kind of expand on something. Now the the money that you were receiving from selling um, selling the uh, the shirts from Underground Clown, you were donating all that money to charity. Yeah, basically I I didn't take any profit out of it. I would donate to numerous charities, uh, breast cancer awareness um, with the bikers of Brooklyn every year, Our Lady of Solace. A church locally in the neighborhood where me and Corey grew up in Coney Island. Uh, muscular dystrophy events. You name it, if there was a good cause, I gave to it. I mean, we, we didn't just put one, you know, one charity ahead of others. Anything that we could do to try to make a difference with that, that's what we did. Well, l- let me ask Thank you this. Yeah, and, and, it's, and this is going to be a ridiculous question, but I have to ask. Because the the uh, the question you know on people's minds is why beyond your your friend passing away why what what's your what's your end game with that what do you what do you what were you looking to accomplish when you started doing that and actually what made you start to donate I mean listen when when Corey was killed I mean I, I'm not gonna lie you know um, of course we wanted to seek out you know revenge on whoever did it if we knew who did it but you know, as I got a little older and his kids, you know, the pain of losing him wore off a little bit. Also, growing as a man, I said, man, I, I can't keep vigilance justice. I got to do the right thing. Give back. Make a difference. You, you don't do negative with negative. From negative, I want to be positive. Show the people that you're never too old to start something. You're never too old to chase your dream. And, you know, as far as giving back, I mean... Most people are driven by greed. I have a successful body shop. I've had it. You know, this is my 21st year in business. I didn't need to start that. It's something, you know, not not for money, I should say. It's something I had to do and have to continue to do to keep him alive. Because the only way Corey can live on is through my deeds. And I, I was hoping with the success of UGC, which honestly wasn't that best successful of a brand other than spurning the Future Legends show, but through the success of Future Legends, you know, when, when we make enough money, put a, you know, a reward, do something where hopefully the people that are responsible for his murder can be brought to justice. And even if God forbid they're dead from an act of violence or whatever the case may be, or in jail, at least his mom and pops could have closure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For all these years, his pops are sick now on dialysis. You know, his nephews are grown up. They're grown men, two of them already. You know, they need to have closure. They need to know why a 22-year-old kid who never even had the, the chance to take, you know, like, we take this for granted. Like, I don't know, LeBron James. This kid never even, he don't even know who LeBron James was. He never got that chance to see that, you know? They, they need that closure and, and know why his life was taken. Oh, yeah, but This sure. is why I will always continue to do it. Well, I'm sure that, you know, his, his father, you know, it's, it's sad to hear that he's not doing well now, you know, but I'm sure that, he must question, you know, or, or think about. He's, he's never met the son that he could have had, the, you know, the the son that would have been a father, you know, um, where he could have, you know, done a lot of a lot of things in his life. He's, he's never he never met that man, and that that is uh, that that's 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 tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. But 
unfortunately, you're doing something to keep the memory alive, and uh, in a good way, where a lot of people would do, you know, ridiculous things and out of anger. You know, but you, at least you were smart enough that you, you know, spun this into a situation where you can actually grow, grow something to do good for other people and pay it forward. And, you know, we, we've spoken about that before. Paying it forward is a big thing with me. And it seems like it's a big thing with you. You always got to give back. I mean, listen, I can open up my body shop at any location. I chose to stay in Coney Island, stay here in my neighborhood. Um, as I said, you know, now with, you know, my, my, my two partners, both being successful fighters, uh, sober, formerly UFC and Albellator, uh, Paul Malinaji. Um, like I said, you know, we, we could have easily relocated here myself and our shop, but we, we chose, we chose in here and get back to our neighborhood. We're, we're all from New York. We're still now in um, the West Coast, but me and Paul are still here. Um, we just want to show people that, you know, no matter how successful you can be, how to stay true to yourself and always get back to your neighborhood. Because, you know, if, if we don't, who else is going to do it? We can't rely on anybody else. We can't rely on the government, the city. I, I don't think so anyway. It's got to start from the people who live in the community. We have to get back. We have to be role models. That's what you guys are doing, you know, uh, it's going back to the brand, but just even with business, you know, when kids in the neighborhood, you know, and I mean, it's, it's a New York thing. You go, you go to Coney Island, you have a lot of, you know, kids over there that are lost. You know, they see someone that is successful in what they do, and especially you're talking about, you know, auto body. You know, some kids get excited about that and they can make a career. They can, maybe they'll get a reality show, you don't know. <laughs> You really don't know, yeah. you know, but it's good that you're doing that, you know, and uh, in a little while we're going to take a break and we're going to go into uh, what else is going on with your brand and you and everything else, you know, but I want to take this time uh, for you to, uh, you know, tell us a little something more about, um, you know, Future Legend itself, you know, when when you created that shirt, when you created that, that, that logo, Okay, what made you want to do that? Excuse me, The Future Legend. What made you want to create that logo? What made you want to, uh, you know, just create the, the name Future Legend? Like, like you said, I mean, I, I got lucky with that name. I, I just happened to see a store in Manhattan while I'm stopped in traffic, and I put two words together, and, you know, I'm like, wow. I said Future Legend. I put it in the dressed uh, South font, meaning, you know, Future legends aren't there yet, so it's kind of breaking through. I mean, and like I said, I got really, really lucky. I mean, nobody had copywritten or trademarked that, and I don't know how or why. But I mean, as I said, you know, I kind of feel like that was a gift from Corey, guiding me to that. But um, I, I just, I, I can't even believe it. It's kind of surreal that you know I was able to do that. It's such a simple. You know, think future legend. Who, you know, I, I would have thought that for sure somebody else would have done it before. Yeah, well, I really love. I mean, it's it's interesting because uh, you know I deal with a lot of you know uh, notables, a lot of you know uh, you know legends per se, and in, in, uh, martial arts, boxing, kickboxing, things of that nature. And uh, there there was a um, a legendary fighter called Joe Lewis, and what he said. He said, don't call me a legend, because when you're a legend, that means you're dead. 
okay? So, you know, you're using the distress font Future Legend, you know, is appropriate. You know, because really, you know, what, what, when are you a legend? You become a legend when you're done. I mean, I think that that's when, that that's uh, pretty much when that when that moniker comes around to you. When the, uh, the legend uh, title hits someone. You know, so I think you did good with that, and I think, uh, yeah, you probably got lucky with the name. Yeah, you know, um, really lucky with that. Well, what we're gonna do right now, uh, Frankie, uh, and actually, before we before we take the break, I want our, our listeners to understand too is that Future Legend is not just a brand. You actually did something legally, and we didn't talk about that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> You did something legally, you know. So why don't you let uh, the listeners know exactly what you did? Well, as I said before, you know, I I have so much passion for my my brand and for what I'm trying to do. It it's not just a brand. I want to start a movement, you know, for, for positive things, being able to give back and being a role model and helping out the younger generation. But I, I legally changed my name to Future Legend. I mean the you know, my father gave me my given name. So my father, you know, meant a lot to him, you know, give me a name as a, as, a, as a newborn. But I have so much passion for my brand and what I've started. And for what I see my brand to be in the next five years, uh, I legally changed my name. How much I believe in my company. I eat, breathe, everything I do for my brand and my company. Well, you know, how, how cool is it when you're going... Uh... When you when you're at DMV or you're you're uh, waiting to be called for uh, for your your seat at the restaurant, you say Mr. Legend, Mr. Legend. <laughs> that, yeah, it, it's pretty funny, but actually TSA is always the best. Uh, TSA, I can't tell you how many times I've went to a TSA traveling the last few years, where I mean I don't get any trouble, but they kind of just let me go through. They they kind of laughing out the name. They don't believe it's real. Where they're like, the guy go go right through the window. Pretty funny. Yeah, well, it's always TSA agents. They always stop. It's always fun. I'm sure you have some good stories with that. All right, well, we're gonna do now, Frankie. I'm gonna call you Frankie for the remainder of the show, just so that it just uh, it just kind of flows with what we started out with. Um, but we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna be back with uh, Frankie, aka Future Legend, on the UCW Radio Show. So uh, stay with us. Concerned with status, but still even in starstruck. Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact 
the many misjudge you Cause it makes a living from writing raps Put it together yourself Got a picture connects Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect Please only focus on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause Ryu was ill Who would have thought he'd be the one That set the West in flames Then I heard him wreck it With the crystal method Name of the game Came back, dropped mega death Took him to church I like bleach, man Why you had the stupidest verses Dude, it's the truth Now everybody giving them guest spots And stocks through the roof I heard you fucking with that guy 10% luck 20% skill 15% concentrated Fire and Mike got him out the dryer. He's hot. Found him in Fort Minor with top. The fucking Nile is porcupine. He's a prick. He's a cop. The type women wanna be with them rappers. Hope he gets shot. Eight years in the making, patiently waiting to blow. Now the record with your notice taking over the globe. He's got a partner in crime. This shit is equally dope. You won't believe the kind of shit that comes out of this kid's throat. He's not your everyday on the block. He knows how to work with wood. He's got making his way to the top. He don't think it's a common on his name. People keep asking him, was it? Giving that brother doesn't stand for an acronym. No, he's living proof. Put him rock in the booth. He'll get you buzzing quicker than a shot of rocker with juice. Juice. Him and his crew are known around as one of the best. Dedicated to what they do and give 100%. Forget Mike. Nobody really knows how or why he works so hard. It seems like he's never got time because he writes every note. He writes every line. And I've seen him at work when that light goes on in his mind It's like a design is written in his head every time Before he even touches a key or speaks in a rhyme And those motherfuckers he runs with the kids that he signed Ridiculous, without even trying How do they do it? This is 10% luck, 20% skill 15% concentrated power of will 5% pleasure, 50% pain And 100% reason to remember the name This is 10% luck, 20% skill 15% Underground clown Frankie, aka Future Legend, and that is his real name, people. Future Legend. How cool is that, Mr. Legend? All right, Mr. Legend. You know, uh, welcome back to the second segment of the show. Um, why don't you, you know, this this segment? Why don't you tell us what's going on with, you know, Future Legend and you know sports, boxing, stuff like that. You know, you have a lot of stuff going on that we have not even touched on. Well, basically, in boxing, uh, one of my partners is Floyd Matchman Malinaji, who's worn Future Legend in his fight since 2009. Um, basically, um, thank God we've been, uh, you know, I have to say ten times over, we've been blessed, you know, having Paul wear it as our friend ambassador in the beginning, before we were partners, has turned us into now working with most of Floyd Mayweather's guys on the money team. Good friends with uh, Bobby Jack and Jaleon Love and Lamel Bellows and Cuba Arias. They all wear future legend ring attire. The ring, um, Peter Collins helped out in wards in the past. Uh, 
John W. So, I mean, we've had a lot of big names in boxing where, as far as Bella Flynn and me goes, um, our other partner, Phil Baroni, he got me into uh, MMA with a good buddy of his, Jay Haran. And over the last couple of years, we have just become like a tap out of Bellator. You know, every week we see us on some of the, the best fighters. Bellator has the also war machine. Uh, Mike Richmond, Marcus Dalvo, Brett Cooper. Um, as I said, you know, it's like we, we don't call it even sponsorships. We call it a family because we have relationships with all of these fighters. Felipe Nova, formerly of UFC and, and Bellator. Phil's also a Brooklyn guy. Um, these people always come by the shop. Marcus Galbo comes here. So it's more, it's more of a family thing. It's not a sponsorship. They come into the office. They hang out at venues. Um, we eat together. Ryan Martinez from Bellator. I mean, I see Jack when I go out to Vegas. We're with them all the time. I mean, like I said, we made it a family atmosphere. It's not just a business for us. Um, we kind of like it like that. We keep it like that. And we don't like to, you know, being that both my partners are athletes, they know what it feels like to be burnt by sponsors. We're coming into a fight. They're promised to make X amount of money. Let's say they don't perform well or a fight doesn't go their way. They come out on, on the losing side. Some sponsorship companies don't pay them their money. A lot of times fighters don't have the money to hire legal teams to fight for their money for us. I mean, we would never do that. We know what it feels like to be on the other side. So we always like to help the fighter out. Help them with other sponsor deals, make sure they can make the most money they can without taking a dollar from them. We don't need the money. Uh, we just want them to make the most they can of their families and perform well in the ring of case. So that's another way of you paying it forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, these guys, they go in there to entertain us as fans, and most fans don't realize, you know, just because you're in the ring with, you know, somebody at Paul's level, doesn't mean you're making millions of dollars. You know, by the time you pay your coaches, and your trainers, and your training camp, and the flights, and this and that, a lot of times they're not making a lot of money. Listen, some of these guys in those you know, they're not making but a couple thousand per fight. Got a bit of injury. How do you feed your family? How do you continue to chase your dreams? And that's a big we problem. Help them out, but we're all for it, you know. Well, Don King's not going to like what you're doing. <laughs> you know, but it, but but you know what? It's good that you're you're doing that because I believe, and you're you're 100 right. People don't see; they see what what they see on Spike TV, on pay per views, things of that nature. You know, they don't see what happens behind the curtain where you have these guys that may be fighting in UFC, that may be fighting uh, the Bellator. You know, where they're they're making ends meet by the skin of their nose and some of them you know they most of them have other jobs because they have to yeah you got to survive gosh i know i know so many fighters that are security guards or they're working in the airline or they're doing something else people don't know that they just see oh well, he's got a lot of money he's on tv he, he just bought this one or that one you know they don't know they only said what you know the media tells them they, they don't know the true story behind it or they don't, they don't realize that's a bit of injury. These guys are not working for, let's say, Verizon or whatever, have health coverage. One of these guys breaks the foot, injures himself. Now he can't fight for a year. Can't train. How does he feed his family? Well, it's going to be very hard to. Can't earn. If you, if you can't earn, you can't earn a living, how are you going to go, you know, what are you going to do? And this is, this has been the problem in, in, uh, 
in combat sports since the beginning of time. Okay, you know, it's, it's like you have the 1% that make it and the 99% that are struggling along the way. And that's what happens. But, you know, and again, you know, and I'm going to repeat this. Uh, I don't want to sound redundant to our listeners, but, you know, this is beyond a t-shirt brand. You know, you have brands out there, and you know, like I'll, I'll say the names, like Tap Out. Okay, that is a, a, a brand. They have all all this merchandise, everything else, but that was created as a brand. It wasn't created uh, for any other reason but to actually you know, market what they were doing. That's it. And they did well at it, and that's fantastic. You know, they were the uh, the first company in in MMA. To have that 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 marketing uh, prestige and, and have that that plat that platform to actually do it, you know, you did this, you you created this for another reason whatsoever, and it it's, looks like it's going really well for you. Yeah, as I said, you know, other brands started for different reasons. I, I know why mine was started, and I'll always stay true to myself and see what I'm doing behind the scenes. Of, you know, pe- people on the outside looking in. Oh, yeah, Paulie Malinaji, Phil Baroni, and some guy who fits his cause, they don't fit your legend, or whatever the case may be. They don't know the inspiration of why that we keep doing this and why we keep grinding every day and hustling. It's not only about, you know, my, my friend, you know, murder. It's about reaching other kids and showing them, you know, anybody can be a future legend. Be it the next Paul Malinaji, the next LeBron James, or it could be the next heart surgeon, it could be the next, you know, musician, it could be anybody. So that's the message also behind it. You know, it's inspirational, motivational. You know, you know, I started my brand. You know, at 35. You know, most people kind of at 35, like I'm pretty much done. I got my job. I'm working here or there. You know, I already got 15 years and I'm good. You know, I started a second career which I don't know nothing about at 35. So it's another thing where people, you know, you're never too old to chase, and not only chase but catch your dream and live your dream. Yeah, yeah. That's the message behind it. And and that that's important. And I think. And I'm going to add on to your message, okay? It's not just dreaming, it's actions on top of the dreams. Because, oh, look, you're going to have a dream, but without actions, what are you doing? You're in fantasy land. You know, you're, you're, you're executing. You're executing. And that is what inspires people. And that's why you're on this show right now, because I, I believe that, you know, and I knew, and I didn't know your story, but I knew there was something to it that would inspire people, inspire kids. That's our future. And this is what you and your partners are doing, you know. And you know, t- tell us a little bit about your uh, your body shop because I want people to to know the uh, the funky stuff that you're doing over there in Brooklyn. Well, I, I mean, I, I've always been in the body business for the last 20 years. Right at high school, um, we've been a staple of the community in, in Coney Island. We were carousel collision before, but now um, since me and Paul have become partners and future legend, it's just so much easier for us to control everything out of our shop. All has come in partners here, and now our shop is Magic Man Customs. But um, my fancy body shop, I mean, I, I've won Funk Master Flood shows in 7, 8, 2010. I won uh, exotic, erotic car show in Jersey. And I've done Suicide Doors, Lambo Doors, Phantom Moses. Right? You name it, I've done it. Custom paint. I mean, that that used to be so much of my 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 passion behind. I I still have passion for that, but you know, being now being blessed enough to have that and future legends, it's just twofold. You know? 
as well as custom is the regular insurance claims for all the major insurance companies. Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how, you know, things just happen. And you said, you mentioned about, you know, having a, a second, you know, uh, second win in, in life and, you know, doing a career or getting involved in, 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 in a business that you knew nothing about. You know, and it's, it's stuff like that is what inspires people that have fell down to get back up because it, it's never too late actually go fill a dream whatever it is you know and with your your body shop you know I mean a lot of people think that all the the custom stuff is out west but that, that's not true <laughs> no no listen we, we still get busy here yeah, I mean so uh, I and, mean we've done uh, work for a ton of ton of celebrity products um, as I said you know it's all about your approach to business too. I mean, you got to be honest and have integrity. You know, a lot of people in a lot of businesses, you know, that's why they lose business. For me, I always had a model of not letting greed be my option. Money for me, I don't care about it. You know, everybody needs to survive, but you need to put people first. When you put people first, you're always blessed with business. When you put money first, you know, your business will decline. Everything in your life will decline. But for me, I always have people first. I mean, I have a relationship with customers that I know since I'm 18, 20, 20 plus years ago that still come here. Their kids now come here. So. When you get trust from people. Life is not always about money. Well, well look, when, when, you, when you chase money, I say this all the time. You know, don't chase the money. The money is the easy part of the game. Or you chase the dream, you treat you... you Work hard for what you, you where you want to go and what you want to do. The money's going to come. If you're good at what you do, the money will come. And you know you're good at what you do, Frankie, and you're doing some great things with not only your body shop, but also with Future Legend and Underground Clown. You know, and and I'm I'm going to imagine that your your brand is piece by piece going to build above. Just, just having T-shirts and and some merchandise like that. I, I can see, you know, you guys coming out with with gloves. I can see you coming out with pants, with this, with that, and everything else. I can see all this stuff happening. Why not? Well, this, this, our new, we're kind of all excited. Myself, Paul, Phil. Our fall collection is gonna. It's actually designed by one of the best fashion designers in the in the game, uh, Kevin Leong. He's got the fast on Baby Fat, mm -hmm. uh, Big Show on the Rappers, Brand Horror Gold. Kevin was uh, took on our project. He liked what we're doing, the movement we're starting. But he built our fall collection to have, you know, sweats, jackets. I mean, everything that we weren't doing before, Kevin's added in. I mean, um, uh, hoping to place some boutiques and, and major change chain stores uh, this coming fall. I mean, also, uh, our documentary comes out this fall. Yeah, well, we didn't we didn't even talk about that. Stuff. We didn't talk about the documentary at all. You yeah, know? It, the documentary. I mean, basically, it, it just it depicts the whole story of why I started the brand. Um, it was pro it, It's the most the thing I'm most proud of in my life. Um, it was kind of hard to film because I had to you know visit uh, Corey. Uh, he had own um, deal with. I mean, me and his mom, we, you know, we've always been close, but it's the first time that we've ever spoke about, you know, 
his killing and what it meant to me and how, you know, what the things I've done keeping him alive has meant to her. So it, it's, like I said, the thing I'm most proud of, but it was the hardest thing in my life to, to actually take part in film. Because well, you, you relived it. You were reliving it. Yeah, it, it was it was really a tough seven weeks of filming. Yeah, and the thing is too, and, and I'll and I'll add this in. You don't even need to say it. You know, the, the documentary is not about you. You know, you're you're now, keeping. Nothing I'm doing is about me. No, but I, but it, I want it, but it I want to show the growth of me as a man. But right. everything about it is showing, you know, why this thing is so important to collectively. Um, there's no I and team. My whole future wasn't team. You know. Um, I mean, when it goes out there, I mean, um, even people that may not be a fan of some of our designs or, or they may feel a little too old to wear it or whatever, but it, it's going to it's gonna impact people. And I firmly believe that people are going to rally behind it and, and want to support the brand. In addition to this, you know, um, my feeling is that sometimes the media tries to pull people apart. Um, my story is going to pull people together. That's the whole message behind the documentary. Right. And what I was, was going to say is that, you know, you doing the documentary, you know, as I said, it's not about you. And even though it's about what happened to Corey, you know, it's also a message, you know, to people out there, to the youth, you know, and, and to help hopefully inspire them to want to do some good because at the end of the day, everything that you're doing, with with underground clan with future legend is actually escalating to something bigger and maybe that's because that's what it's supposed to that's what's supposed to happen you know I, i'm a firm believer in, in karma and give good you get good you know most people think you know you see a guy in the street that's on his luck you know down and out you give him a dollar and you're supposed to get 10 told you're supposed to get 10 back you know I don't believe that. I believe that you do good deeds from your heart, not for a reward later yeah. or not for monetary benefit. People often take that for granted. Oh, well, you know, I gave a guy in a corner 20 bucks, you know, whatever, and I should get something good. You know, you did get something good. Maybe when you were walking in the street, instead of turning right, you turn left. Had you turn right, you might get spiked off. Mm -hmm. So those are all things people seem to, to lose, mm -hmm. you know. They don't take that for, you know, for anything. Yeah, but I you can't take nothing in life for, for, for granted. Life's a beautiful gift. Most people take for granted. I, I cherish every second. I, I agree with you. You know, I mean, if people, you know, when when people do charitable things, you know, let's say, you know, giving someone something that needs something, you know, that's a personal thing. You do it, you just move forward. There's no reason to go and publicize it. There's no reason, you know, to go and say, oh, well, something should happen to me. You know. The, point is that you did it you should feel good about it and go upon your day you know i i you know i do think i don't even think about it after everything's done because it was you know if somebody needed something i was able to do something i did it and the story that's it don't even thank me yeah, yeah there you go you know and that that's how more people should be and more people out there should do uh, what you're doing not to the extent you're doing it but just little steps you know and you get uh, enough people you know, taking little steps, then you have a movement. And that is what you're trying to spark, from what I see. And I think that's good that, stuff. That, that's 
why every single day you know, I, I get up and uh, days where listen, everybody has aches and pains, everybody has days where they don't feel so well, they just want to pull the covers back over their head and not get out that thing. But you know, I have an agenda and I have a destiny to fulfill and I already know what it is. I'm guided by my boy up there. You know, he's pulling strings on a daily basis, so nothing, no obstacle is something that I can't hurdle. And honestly, I have a great team with me. So, you know, when I first started this, it was me walking by myself. Now that they turn around, I'm not by myself no more. And, and you won't be. You know, so you, it's you, a great feeling to, to see that. Well, that's a good thing, and you're gonna have more and more of that. Yeah, more and more of that because you're going, you're doing this for the right reasons, and you know I believe that it's going to be extremely successful. And look, you have my support, and you're going to get more support out there. And you know, let's you know, let's make this thing rock and roll, and it's going to happen. And you're doing it; you've already been doing it. You know, but what I want to do, if you can, um, just let let our listeners know how to find out more about you about the documentary. If you have, you know, your your Twitter handle, Facebook, things of that nature, so they know how to keep in touch with your story and learn more about you. Sure, I mean, um, on Twitter, um, you can follow at One Future Legend. Uh, Instagram is Future Legend Clothing. Our, our current site is futurelegend.co. The .com site will relaunch with our fall collection, along with the documentary, which should be on Netflix and iTunes within 90 days. And then through Netflix and iTunes, every single dollar, whoever buys the documentary, that will get donated towards gun violence. Um, and basically, I mean, um, if you want to follow my Twitter, it's at UGC on Twitter. And our trailer's actually been on Twitter, and uh, I mean, people can see it. I mean, um, it, it will be on the uh, new website with a link to Netflix and iTunes, like so purchase the full doc. Um, God willing. Um, probably September, we'll do a New York premiere of the documentary and also enter in the film festival out there. You know what, you do that, I'll yeah. be there. I'll be there. No, no doubt about it. I'll be there. You know, at it. Next there you go, brother, and I appreciate it. You know, look, Frankie, you're doing some great stuff, and as I said, you have my support. I want our listeners to go out there, support Future Legends, support Underground Clown. You know, this is beyond a brand. There's a story behind it that should inspire people, should, should inspire a lot of the youth, should inspire adults, should inspire anyone to step up and do a little more out there for someone else. Because it's not about giving a handout, it's about giving a hand up. I talk about this all the time. Give a hand up and trust me, you will do some good out there. Frankie, a.k.a. Future Legend. Thank you for being on the show, and uh, again, you know, uh, we're going to have you on because I, I'm going to want to get updates from you moving forward uh, to find out what's going on with, with your brand, your shop, and everything else. I appreciate that. I, I really do thank you from the bottom of my heart for a chance to uh, talk about my brand in, in, in all facets. I mean, uh, both my partners, they couldn't be good there, of course. I've uh, always doing coverage for uh, Sky and still training, but well, there's, there's nothing to thank me for, you know, there's nothing to thank me for. You're doing the work and I'm just, you know, uh, telling the story. So I thank you for doing what you're doing, Frankie, and your partners for doing what they're doing.
because that's the stuff that inspires. And lastly, just make sure, listeners, go to futurelegend.co or futurelegend.com on Twitter. Go to One Future Legend and check them out, follow them, and show some support. Frankie, thank you so much. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.